Hello, I'm Gary Shotton, and I'm here as a part of Inspiring Better Business IBB Talks. We like to start with a problem and try to solve that, and today I want to talk about the fact that no one wants to end their life or a segment of their life with regrets and disappointments. I think that's pretty true. And even a segment of your life is something you can't even retrieve. It's gone forever. So the key word of the first word is start with the end in sight. That's what I'm going to talk about. Start with the end in sight. And so at the point of a crossroads in your life or a way that you could consider starting or starting over or starting for the first time, I'm suggesting that you take a good, hard look at where you're headed. You will not know all the details. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, you'll be surprised how uninformed about what you're getting into and how little you knew as, you, as it unfolds. But still, make every effort you can to look down line and say, if I follow this path, and it goes anywhere close to where I'm thinking, would I, would I be happy and satisfied at the end of life or at the end of that segment of your life? And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God will help you in that. But you've got to learn both to grow up a little bit, understand the Word of God, know when the Spirit of God is speaking, and know that uh, He's. you've got to ask Him and then you've got to be willing to listen. And listening is a bit of an art. It's not taught, it's caught. How does the Holy Spirit speak to you is unique to all of us. Now, one of the things you can look at when you're starting, is this something I will really enjoy doing for a segment of my life? Why am I doing it? Is it a hobby? Why would I choose to do something that I don't really enjoy? Now, it doesn't mean it's easy, and that, means, that doesn't mean that every day you go to work, you just la-la land with excitement. But having that sixth sense, that other dimension behind it, that I really am into this. I'm excited that I have a, a garden farm project, and my friend Josh is, uh, is now in charge of that. And he just texted me a minute ago on a gardening question on Saturday afternoon. I'm not pushing him. This was his passion and is his passion. And we've matched up. The Spirit of God connected us. So I'm excited that he has that heart in him. So he likes what he's doing. Sometimes uh, someone will try to predestine you into a path. Okay, your dad's a medical doctor, so you need to be a medical doctor. Your dad's a lawyer, you need to be a lawyer. Oh, your mom's a teacher, so you should be a teacher. Be careful with that. I mean, it could be true. It may be that the only thing you knew and understood and have a feeling for, because a child you saw how, how the school teacher worked and you understand that how that worked and you're a little bit more conservative, so I now understand it, so I fall into something, but you're really not gifted as a teacher. Be careful. And with the objectives, uh, it's a horrible mistake to say, I'm going to start this path because I can make a lot of money. That's very common. Well, you need to have an idea, some goals for money-making or some expectations for money-making. But if your goal is money, you're probably starting with the wrong end in sight. 
The money is a byproduct of doing good business. The money is a byproduct of taking care of the details. The money is the byproduct of making good choices, not just to start, but all the way down the line. And ultimately, it's the byproduct of serving people and your customers and making sure that you're in tune with them in some way. Even if it's an internet business, you've got to be listening to the customer. And so the end in sight is not money, it's a happy customer. And a happy customer would be a result of the money is the byproduct. Uh, and know now when you start your business, I'm talking a segment of your business or you could change segments in your life, but at some day you're gonna sell this. I bought Auto Turn Manufacturing, the company I'm setting in, I'm in the finished goods department and I will tell you I've owned it 14 years and if somebody says, hey, are you gonna sell it? I'm saying yes. From the very first day I bought it, I was planning on selling it. I'm just not selling it yet. I'll sell it when it's the right time. But I had the end in sight to sell this when I started and so I'm constantly building systems and processes and making sure that I'm not the only person that, that I can get out of this at the end, that it's not hinged upon me doing everything. I can't sell myself. The new customer, the new owner doesn't want me to come along unless I agree to it, but I don't want that. So I started with the end in sight. Be careful how you think. There's, uh, because uh, after spending 30 years, 35 years, maybe even 40 years, there's a lot of people that are disappointed, disappointed at the end of life. And actually, uh, it's that they spent that much time in life. I happen to be one that I have had major segments in my life, so I've experienced different things that maybe other people's haven't. And uh, I, I think that's that that's a suggestion that you maybe not lock on in this current, the 2020s and on. Things change a lot that you're probably not gonna be in the same thing all of your life. It could be changing down the line. Now an observation, just an observation. I owned a service business for 17 years and I now own this manufacturing company with a product for 14 years. The better of the two, the product, hands down. The service was more difficult. It's where I learned business, but it's not where I made a lot of profit. Now, if I got totally up into it, I'd build a gigantic systems and processes, and I had franchises and people behind me, but just to have a service business, many times, as observation, just opinion, it's harder to sell. There's less people lined up to buy this business because in their mind, they say, oh, I can do that especially if you don't have equipment and product and land and things to, that are crudal, crucial. When I bought this business, it was a business in manufacturing, but it had a lot of small shop uh, equipment. So a lot of people can make the little parts. I endeavored from the very beginning to endeavor to move up and make bigger parts. Well, there's fewer people, fewer competition. I, I stand out, I do something different. We added welding, now we're adding to a special welding now. So we're constantly looking with the end in sight and partially is at the future date that I will not own this, whenever that might be, that we're doing something unique and special. In fact, a couple new customers we have, the pro kind of welding we're doing, we're one of few people in town or in the area that, do, that does this kind of welding. Wow, we stand out. So with the end in sight, be a little different. Just an observation. 
I always would want to buy my land or building. I don't want to be a renter. Just my observation. Do what you want. But at the end of the day, that's some kind of, rather than pay the rent to somebody else, I am building my own equity. And in two, three, and now four times uh, uh, situations, because I own the building, own the land, own the property, at the end of that time period, whatever it was, I had something of great value that I wouldn't have had if I just paid my rent. And akin to that, if I was going to, as time goes on, I see even though I own this manufacturing company, the more I can invest in land, not only, but land and properties and business and properties, the more stable I am. Uh, we just happen to have gone through a series right now where the stock market has just jumped gigantic 20% in three weeks, in three days, and up and down. And so the stability comes, I believe, not all, but in observation in owning and operating a property that you work from. And maybe buying, I, I know my neighbor, I won't say who it is, but I regret that I didn't buy that building because he was of the mind that he wants to rent. Man, I want that person. I want somebody that really wants to rent from me because he's paying my mortgage. He's paying my long-term future uh, inheritance for uh, whatever I do is being paid by another person because every time he pays his rent, I'm paying my mortgage, and in time, I own it with no mortgage. Well, these are some observations. These are some thoughts. Don't go overboard in these. Don't tell somebody what Gary said, but just think about it. Start with the end in sight. Thank you for being a part of Inspiring Better Business, IBB Talks.